This is the Five Point Play Podcast, the Die Hard Duke Basketball Fans Podcast. Duke is up to number 12 after a couple of nice wins over Iowa and AC's The Shore of UMES, the Hawks. <laughs> I do feel really bad for that one guy on the Hawks. Uh, he made Jordan Goldwire look at Zion Williamson. Oh, no. Uh, he, yeah, I was CYOS. Uh, <laughs> the middle school layup attempt. <laughs> yeah, he punched two dunks down right after. I don't he feel bad did, for him. He did, but the only thing that those guys going to talk to him about for the rest of his life is blowing that layup. Um, I mean, his name is Zion, and he dunked it in Cameron. What? What more can you ask for? That's true. Uh, wait, wait, truth uh, there. I have respect for him for that. Way to take the high road. That we need. That's what we need. Someone to take the high road here because I'm certainly not going to do it. Um, but we have a lot to get through. Uh, we don't have a game for you know ten days exam period so well we're going to take advantage of that and do a little bit of report cards here for uh, the coaching staff and, and the 10 guys to get minutes um we'll talk about duke in the nba because we haven't been paying attention to what zion williams has been doing jason tatum aj mm. another game winner of collins just setting records left and right for rookies um so we'll talk about that uh, we'll talk about college basketball as a whole purdue is now the new number one they were jack did you know this they were not ranked before the season, UNC was ranked number one, and now UNC's not getting a single vote, and Purdue's number one. What a flip. Um, and I wouldn't call it a complete flip. Purdue's getting votes. Yeah, there were Purdue was getting votes the whole way. <laughs> I mean, UNC's <laughs> not even getting a vote. So, yeah, good point. Um, and then we'll do a uh, preview for the uh, Wake Forest game on the 20th. Um, so, kind of starting off here, though, uh, AC initial reactions to the Iowa game 74 62. Same split uh, in the first and second half, 37-31. I thought mm-hmm. we had a couple chances there to put that game away for good. Um, kind of let them back in with some silly mistakes, but overall, yeah. pretty promising. Yeah, we we it felt like we were in control of the whole game. That was the biggest thing I, I took away from that game was we were in control. Jeremy was he was playing great once again. Um, we we just we looked like a team that belonged with you know other upper echelon teams like it, it but the score didn't totally reflect it because i think we still have some things to work out on offense but overall we stuck to a game plan we had murray in a blender he couldn't do anything you know th- we took away the main scores we we the the only person really who was hurting us was the uh the center down low rebrasa him and uh, him and the the Ryan Young battle <laughs> that was going on, but outside of that, man, I just I liked what we did. I like I liked the way we looked as as a team, and and it showed that that game really showed what practice does mean to this team in particular. Yeah, Jack, you were there in the, in the garden. Um, what was the atmosphere? Very blue. It yes, was sir. very blue. Um, my favorite thing is that the uh, the public address guy referred to the Iowa Center as Rebraca, Rebrasa, and Rebracha <laughs> on three consecutive made baskets for him. <laughs> nice. Um, so that's interesting. But, I mean, yeah, I, there were a lot of Duke fans there, a lot of uh, a lot of prominent Duke figures in social media scene, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. Got to see a few people. Nice. Um, there were a bunch of Texas fans there and some Illinois fans, and the Illinois fans stayed for that second game and cheered on Jake Grandison, which I thought was really cool. That's tight. Very cool. Yeah, I thought I thought that was fantastic. It's just it's something you love to see. Um, and yeah, you know, it was just a really fun, really fun game. There was a point in the first half where Duke was up twelve, and I was just like, okay, at this point, we got this. I felt comfortable the whole rest of the way. 
uh, I, I was at a uh, I was at a restaurant across the street from Penn Station pregame, and the entire upstairs it's like a it's like a bar, an Irish bar, very good place called Tarnanog. The entire upstairs is just the the alumni band, the Duke alumni band, and everyone downstairs is wearing Duke stuff. Everyone, it's clear where everyone's going after they uh, they eat and get a couple drinks in. And nice. this guy walks in in full Iowa face paint with a date who's in full Duke face paint. <laughs> and he just get, immediately, he walks in, he sits down, and all you hear is the entire place erupt in Let's Go Duke. Nice. So Be glad it wasn't West indicator. Virginia fans because they would have thrown rocks or something. It was a good indicator early. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, another good indicator is, is just the, the way that both Jeremy Roach and Mark Mitchell played. I thought both no, of them fantastic. were fantastic. Um, you know, he brought up Roach AC. Let's talk about Mitchell real quick, Jack. Yeah. Um, I thought you could argue that was probably his best game of his career so far. I would, I would completely agree. That being said, in the arena, it was a very quiet best game. He was incredible, mm-hmm. and he was doing it all, but he was doing it all within himself, not trying to do too much, and then accidentally succeeding. I was going to say, that's probably a good he, thing that it was quiet, right? Like, it was. For him, I mean, for him, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Jeremy was Jeremy was the loud one. That was an mm-hmm. incredible performance by him. Oh, yeah. But Mark, but no, did, Mark. Mark did his thing quietly. It's mm-hmm. It was really impressive to watch. And like I looked up and like, he has how many points? Right. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't forcing the issue. He wasn't trying to get the ball every time on offense. Mm-hmm. He was just playing great defense and scoring when he could. He went takeover mode late. It was it was fun to watch. No, that's absolutely yeah, perfect for him though. That's like that's, that's what game. you want out of him. Exactly. Like you don't need him doing the extra stuff that that sticks out because that's not who he is. Like you have a Jeremy for that. You have a flip for that. You have a Whitehead now for that. Like Mark being the the fourth, maybe third score depending on who's in the lineup at the time. But the third or fourth score on on this team is that's perfect when he's in the game. Also, it it kind of helped save a uh, relative. Keyword being relative, poor performance <laughs> from Flip. <laughs> yeah, it's relative. He wasn't his normal efficient self. Uh, I think you know that that's to be expected. Though he he started off so hot that it was just natural that he'd have a little bit of regression. But mm-hmm. one of the things that the analysis were talking about during that game is just how Mark Mitchell was taking the right place. Like he's letting the matchup dictate what he's going to do. He was so efficient, six of eight. Uh, Perfect from the line, five of five. I mean, it's, he just played a phenomenal game. Roach was fantastic. Whitehead, I you can start seeing a little bit more of Whitehead, right? It's like mm-hmm. he's 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 getting there. We got to continue to be patient with him, but we know and we've been preaching about these ten days and what it's going to mean for him. Um, I thought AC he did a couple really nice things there, and, and we're starting to see that light come on. Yeah, yeah, it was in. I, I thought he might have had a little bit more production for the Iowa game because I predicted that that was going to be the the game he kind of breaks out. It would be inconsistent, but he would do it. But he at least still did progressive things. He was he was driving more. His shot still looked great. He was he looked like he was thinking the game a little bit better because so far, you know, coming off injury, it's, you're just reacting at that point. Yeah, he's it looked like he was starting to think the game a little bit. He did have some plays where you're going to look back in video and film and say, hey, man. Don't do this again. Don't do that again. That's not your game or whatever. But so he had he had some, you know, made some some bad thought, but you could tell he was thinking. That's the thing about it. That's what I liked. And so he's not reactionary anymore. So 
it's just going to keep getting better for Derek Whitehead. So give him time, Duke fans. I know people have gotten a little impatient, but it's a long season, man. We're in November, December. These games do not matter as much as they used to. Like we're gonna be fine in the tournament. We're gonna be who we are there. So let's just enjoy this. And, and let's just talk about Jack, your boy, our boy, Ryan Young. Just a grown ass man, getting eleven boards, three blocks. <laughs> I mean, he he just does whatever is whatever is asked of him, and he's just a common presence to have there. He just he leads by experience. Totally, and uh, gotta say the best part of Ryan Young is you know that coach on the floor. Mm-hmm. That experience, especially against the Big Ten team. Yeah. He knows these guys. He very much knows these guys. He knows their game. He knows their tendencies. And even though he was getting uh, getting cooked a little bit defensively, he wasn't getting cooked as much as some people expected. And he was able to get buckets offensively. Mm-hmm. This yeah. guy did exactly what needed to be done and knew how to do it against a team like that. Mm-hmm. Early in the game, too, I, I felt like there were... I, it felt like there were times that he was holding us back because Rabrasa knew how to guard him. Like that was one of those things. Like you're just, like Ryan Young knows them. They also know Ryan Young. Rabrasa, he's he's done the best job I've seen all season of guarding him, and it was just really holding position and just tr- trying to be stronger than the other guy. That was kind of what what happened there. But it, Ryan still he still did the things that help you win. He still got the boards. He still made loose ball plays. He still was calling. Like you're saying calling out defenses and 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 switches and such like he was such a good communicator man and that's what you want to see lively get to eventually down down low where he's not there yet so it's you know ryan young is just continuing to earn the minutes that he's getting and it's it's great how many times did you see a ryan young tip out you know making those winning plays to to keep the ball on the offensive end when you know we're chucking up shots, not going down, he's keeping the possessions alive. I thought he did very, he did, he did very well. He didn't force the issue on offense. He only took two field goals, um, but you know you can affect the game in so many different ways, um, even when you're not scoring or taking shots. You know I thought he did that, and kind of on that same note, I thought Proctor did as well. When you look at his stat line, and I don't think it was really reflective of how well he played in that game. Only takes six shots, makes three of them, was one of three from three, eight points, three assists, but no turnovers. I thought he managed the team, managed the game very well. Um, I thought he played an outstanding game and probably is not going to get the credit he deserves uh, looking at the stat sheet. I agree. Totally agree. And you saw the extension of that into next game when Jeremy didn't play. And yeah. I know we'll get to that in a second. But that was the start of it. And this is just what we've been talking about and calling for. It's like, okay, the the training wheels have now come off, it looks like. You know, early on, John was letting Jeremy have the ball. Tyrese was getting it a little bit here and there. But now you're starting to see the evolution of what this team is going to become with him on ball, Jeremy off ball at times, and then them kind of flip-flopping because Tyrese's shot is starting to fall now. So and, and of course that mid range man, he's got he's got that killer mid range game, that Sean yeah, Livingston esque mid range game, man. So I, I hope he keeps living in it because he's been great so far. Yeah, kind of talking about the the next game, uh, the biggest factor uh, you can see with this team: nine turnovers against Iowa. Manageable. Mm-hmm. You always want to try to keep it under double digits if you can. Nineteen against the Hawks of UMES. Jack, I mean, to me, it just looks sloppy. It it was sloppy. That being said, this is a team that forces a lot of steals, forces a lot of turnovers, and that's just how UMES plays. Duke played down to them a little bit. 
The guys are playing pretty passively, except for Whitehead. I do want to shout Derek out. <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah, team team played a little little bit too passive for my liking, even though they won by twenty seven. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm looking at it for Flip as well. You know, he, he mm-hmm. has 14 and 7, you know, 6 of 11 from the field. But he has four turnovers. I mean, how many times was he trying to dribble into, you know, mm-hmm. the little guys? I mean, just, dude, just stop. Just pick the ball up. Make the right play. That, to me, even though his stats look better, was probably his worst performance. Um, and mentally, it kind of, to your point, Jack, looked like he wasn't really as interested as you would have liked him to be. Yeah, the, the whole team. whole team really was like that. I mean, we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. That was not a good team that, that Duke played this week no. in, in Cameron. That was not a good team. And it seems like that's the exact mentality mm-hmm. that these guys came in with. I mean, to be fair, yeah, it's, it's an all-freshman starting lineup for the first time in the history of the school, but... I don't care about that. I care about the fact that you need to go out there and win every game like you're playing Carolina. Mm-hmm. You got to bring the same intensity like you're playing, for example, Carolina. That's that's a tough game every year. It doesn't matter how good either team is. You need to treat it with that intensity. You need to go out there and just put and your that's foot where, on the gas. And and that's where that you know the veteran leadership comes into play because when Grandison and Blakes came on the floor, you saw the energy pick up immediately. You know, it was, but oh, then they, definitely. you know, they kind of, like the rest of the game, they kind of played just a flat game, but they did make the run to get up. You saw them get there and then they just kind of maintained it. I, I, I thought this would be the game we'd hang a hundred because this is not a high scoring team. The fact that we didn't hang a hundred on this team definitely speaks to a young team that, you know, wasn't really involved and B that's just this team is just not going to be they're going to be an efficient scoring team. Don't get me wrong, but not a high scoring team. We're not going to get a bunch of possessions. So it, it but we've been good with what we've gotten so far. I, I like that. I do. I want to see us be able to push the tempo though a little bit, especially if we get into a game again like Purdue or Kansas where we need some of those extra possessions, those close type games. We're going to need extra extra possessions. So how are we going to get them? I mean, also, AC, you take away those 10 turnovers that were the mm-hmm. difference in turnovers between the Iowa game and that game. Yeah. You have a legitimate chance to hang a hundred. Mm-hmm. How, how much are we allowed? How much are we allowed to say the loss of Jeremy hurt us in this game? Are we allowed to say that? I no. think Duke would have, I think, I mean, I think Duke would have put up like mid nineties at, at worst if Jeremy's playing, but he wasn't. I mean, and we'll never know for point. sure. Yeah. It's a 13 point. I mean, I don't think that he plays as much. So, you know, maybe you take that, into account as well. Um, I mean, he's also creating better looks, though, for other guys right, for than sure. no, what no, we no, necessarily no, got no, because no. there was a lot of isolation that shouldn't have been happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, the numbers still looked a little better than they were. Like, you know, 18 assists on 31 made field goals. That's, that's excellent. You know, 18 assists and your top guy only has three, which mm-hmm. means, you know, everybody's caught up. Sure, it, was it, it, was, it was a very good team game, very balanced. Yeah, it um, seemed like it. It seemed like it seemed like the team worked together really well on offense. Again, you could tell, you could tell they were working on something from practice for sure. Yeah. And and I love the end of the game there. Um, you know, I guess kind of like the midway of the second half where it's just like here, Whitehead, take the ball and just do your thing. Yeah. I, I, I loved it because it's, it's so scrimmage at that point. It's like, yo, just get your reps in. And yep. he playing with confidence and, and wasn't hesitating. And if he was able to build off of that, because he, he was scoreless in the first half, correct? Mm-hmm. And then he has 15 in the second half, and it was pretty much all in that one spurt. So yep. 
that's got to be a, a, a huge confidence builder for him going into practice for these 10 days. Um, so I thought that was great. And then obviously uh, we haven't said his name yet, but Jaden Shoot, I mean, coming out party. <laughs> oh, I got a fun story. Reminded me of uh, freshman year, first semester, Grayson Allen. Like, you know, he guesses. He's oh, man, that's Andre Dawkins. Come on, that's Dre yeah, Dawkins. That's fine. fine. You can do that too. Yeah. But, Taylor uh, King, bro. <laughs> but, you I know, hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, I thought he, he was – obviously, he was efficient, but, you know, he was also fighting for rebounds. He had five rebounds, uh, played hard defensively. And hopefully, again, we'll talk about confidence boosting. Hopefully, that's one for him. Certainly. Um, wait, TK, so you said he was efficient. Three for three from three. That That's efficient, yeah? Oh, I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so you're right. It was efficient. Um, that was that was great. That was great to see. I was surprised to see him play so early, but then again, this is a game where if he was still on the team, Vrankovic would have been in like <laughs> five minutes into the first half with the big rotation Duke has currently um yeah. now that that being said Jaden he had a fantastic game and I, I'd love to see more of that from him down like down the road this season if needed I saw him after the game I went to get dinner with my friend uh down in Durham at a little hole in the wall Mexican place right off campus and we're parking we look up and there's a guy who's about six three six four probably hood up and my friend's like I think that's Jaden shoot I'm like it could be. We get in, lo and behold, right in front of us in line, Jaden Shoot. There he is. He's a good guy. I talked to him for a little bit. Yeah. What do you order? Not bad. Using those NIL dollars to get some burritos. I, I can dig it, man. I mean, you know, uh, I think I've talked about this a little bit. I uh, did a little thing. I I, uh, I shouted out his his uh, shooter brand on, on my Instagram page. and. uh mm-hmm. Was lucky enough to be able to uh, to get a shooter brand hoodie. No so way, did you really? Oh yeah. Oh, they're so <laughs> soft. They're so nice. That's what's um, up, man. And they also come with a wristband that says "shooter," so I have that on. I showed that to him. He said, "Yeah, that's what's up. I love it." <laughs> I, I don't know how to follow that up. Uh, so I think we go right in AC to the report cards. Right here. Let's play. So for the report card here, so obviously a game time. It's going to be rapid fire. So I hope you guys have your grades ready. We're going to go 1 through 10, um, starting with the captain himself, Jeremy Roach. I'm giving Jeremy Roach a B-plus so far. AC. A. Jeff. A. We'll go to Mark Mitchell. Give me an A. AC. Give me a B-plus. Okay. Jack. A-minus. We'll go to uh, Flip. A-plus. I'm putting him at B plus. I'm gonna give him an A. Whitehead, I have right now incomplete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought about. Incomplete for sure. Inconclusive. Yeah. Um, lively. Uh, right now, I got him as a C minus. <laughs> I thought I was low with a C. All right. I'm giving him an inconclusive as well. Okay. <laughs> uh, Proctor, I'm giving him a B. B minus. B. Let's go to my main man, Ryan Young. I'm giving him an A. Give me an A for Ryan Young. Give me an A. Uh, Jalen Blakes. This is going to be interesting. Um, 
I'm giving Jalen Blake a B. I'm going A for Jalen. I'm giving him an A+. Plus. Get some. Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Grandison? Grandison, yes. I'm giving Grandison a C. Ooh, good. B minus. You're not far from me. All right. I was going to give him a C plus. Okay. We're actually kind of right there. We got to have a discussion uh, after think, this about something then. Uh, I think we got the only one left right now is uh, shoot, correct? Mm-hmm. And I am going with, God, this is tough because I don't know if I'm going to give it an incomplete. Uh, I'm just going to give, I'm going to give him the average. I'm going to give a C because we, we don't have enough tape. I'm going to give him the old progress report shows improvement. Oh. <laughs> I like that. All right, Jack. Pleasure to have in class. <laughs> fair, fair enough. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change mine. I think that's probably right. Um, yeah. Superlative. Um, all right, so uh, coaching staff uh, overall, and then John Shire specifically. Um, I'm going to do coaching staff overall, A, John Shire. I'm going to give A, A+. Plus. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give John an A, and I'll give the, uh, the assistants a B+. Plus. I'm going to give John an A, the staff as a whole a B plus, and Jay Lucas himself an A plus specifically. Mm. Because of the defense, I assume. Yes, sir. Yes. And yeah. then yeah. the recruiting, bro. That dude was such a good pickup. Cool. So, uh, those he hasn't done much recruiting yet, but just on defense, an A plus. That's true. Yeah, so the, the, those are the other uh, report card grades uh, in exam time. Now we're going to bring it into the parent-teacher conference here where we <laughs> may have to do a little bit of explaining. Did you guys see anything egregious from uh, any of TK's report card uh, grades in the out? Honestly, I don't think anything anybody said was egregious. I do want to, like, we were all over the place a little bit with Blake's, and we're definitely, Grandison was low. I want to talk about Grandison, man. I want to talk talk about about Lively first, please. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Jack's boy. We got to go Lively. Has he not played, like, one or two games more than Whitehead? He's He's played two more, right? Uh, Something like that. That's That's not a big enough sample size to have a conclusive thing. Plus, his defense... His defense alone and the way he alters other teams' game plans should give him higher than a C if you are to actually give him a grade, guys. I look at it as... He's played 11 of the 12 games. Yeah, and and he is is certainly playing into his role more than Whitehead has been able to. Like, Lively, when he was ready, he was ready. He was in. He was already playing his role. He's playing the center position, and he's there. Like, Whitehead has kind of been off-ball, on-ball sometimes. Like, you know what I mean? Like just a tertiary player just getting some cardio out there so but they haven't really been feeding lively until like the last few weeks truth truth which some of that's on them some of that's on the guards but some of that's been on on Derek as well he has not made good rotations at times off his picks he's not he's not slashed to the basket on the off ball the way he's supposed to at times he did the game we saw him where he finally hit double digits he did that he did all those things the Ohio State game he was doing those things early like he was he was slashing getting to the basket the way he's supposed to and then there's other games he kind of just fades so it's like Let's. I just. I, he is no like. I. He is no longer in Casey Sanders' Chase Jeter <laughs> comparison territory anymore. Like let, that's not where we're going with this. Defense like, I, alone, though, he deserves at least to be minus. He might be one of those guys you break up. Then maybe you say for defense, B, offense, C minus or something. D that's, or whatever that's you want to say. Probably about what I would do. Like a C minus, D plus offense, but at least a B, B minus on defense. I don't think that's probably about right. And then, so when you average it all out, I mean, to me, he he's been inconsistent. Which you know, I, I think some of that is is clearly the rust um, from being out for you know. But that's also going to be him. That's his game. And that's exactly that's the other part, right? And he's trying to figure out his 
his role, really. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you kind of saw some, some of that against Ohio State where, okay, the, he's starting to click for him, right? And then he has a tough game against Iowa. Um, it wasn't really asked to do a whole lot against BC. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting. And I think, you know, from what we've seen, but I, I expect him in the second half of the year, or I guess the second third of the year, right? Um, I do expect no less than a B minus B from him overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think not, we'll see that improvement. If he's not, like, I think we're in trouble. Yeah, right. we'll have that chat at the next marking period. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll definitely see that improvement. Like he's like defensively. Let's talk like because Jack's brought his defense up, which is true. Like his defense is game changing. It's but his defense is its best when he's able to play off of the main post player. When he's playing help side defense, he's not he's not a straight up defender yet, which is fine. Like ho- hopefully throughout the season he becomes that. Some you know some of the the strength training and stuff that he needs to do and continue to do and all that, but some of it is positioning. So I'd, I would like to see his his defense as the primary post defender improve because he's excellent off the ball because he can just run the baseline and, and block everything that comes up. But when your guy is the one taking it to you, you got to be able to to hold your ground, use that seven foot, eight foot, nine foot standing reach that he has, and 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 alter shots that way as well. So there's room for improvement for sure. Yeah, uh, and I think we can talk now about Grandison. Um, to me, it's just been a disappointment, like overall. But also, you know, just because I think I I I expected more from him. Um, you know, coming in after 12 games and you know averaging 5.9 points a game, not shooting as well uh, as we kind of thought he would. So, you know, just from that perspective, you know, he is shooting 39%. Um, a lot of that is, you know, because of shooting in Cameron. Um, <laughs> but I did expect more. Uh, and in those bigger games, he really didn't show up. So... Hopefully that changes in the second marking period, but that I think his grade is justified. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... No, go ahead, Jack. Go ahead, go ahead. I will argue that his role expectation coming into the season was play some defense and hit threes in the corner. Defense, he struggled a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On offense, he's being asked to do more than hit threes in the corner. Look at his corner three-point percentage. It's ridiculously high. I, I can remember off the top of my head him only... In the last like probably five or six games, I can only remember him missing from the corner like two or three times total. Yeah, yeah. This guy is automatic in the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Shane Battier. Yeah, he crushes in the, corner. the corner. Exactly. That's the point. When he's asked to play outside of the expected role, he struggles. When he's asked to do that, he thrives. I think when he's asked to do what he is expected to do, he kills it. Mm-hmm. So here's my question then, right? So throughout the rest of the season, what do we think? Do we think uh, eventually the rotation is going to get shortened some? It, it, people might, in there's certain games, people might just get cut out completely. But I mean, the rotation will shorten some. At the end, when the rotation is short, when we're at eight, maybe nine players tops, between Blakes and Grandison, who are you taking? Why can't you take both? We're already at eight to nine. I don't know because like I, I look at because both of those guys, the more that they're in the game, the better they start to play. Like I, I assume and, that Grandison will probably get the minutes over Blake's because Duke has a little bit of a deeper guard rotation just between their two starters, mm-hmm. and the fact that you can shift Whitehead down to the two if needed. 
Mm-hmm. Grandison can play on the wings and is, is pretty valuable there. Right. Yeah, Blake can't do that. Yeah, I think it's automatic for me that if it's between the two of them, then Grandison gets those minutes. Because okay. the upside is obviously much bigger. We, we've, we've seen a bigger sample size. For, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Blake shouldn't play, but if it's between right. the two of them, then it's Grandison all day for me. Because then, you know, he's shown that he can hit that corner three, like Jack said. Yeah. Like, that like he has his role. He's he's just gonna play better defensively. And he's yes, just his shooting ability is what does it yeah. for me. I think right. defensively, like their win shares are identical. Defensively, overall, they are they are six and seven in, on defense and seven and eight overall. Like and the thing I I want to say about both of them is we need we need more defensive win shares. Like we need we need better defense out of those two because that's what they're in the game for. And not to say that they've played bad defense. It's just the lapses, the inconsistencies, them being like their best effort has so far been Murray, but that was kind of a group effort because you had multiple guys guarding him. But I, just, I want one or both of them to become like that defensive stopper that's on the bench that they were supposed to be. I think that's where my expectation for Grandison has fallen short a little bit. Uh, kind of like you mentioned, TK, the expectations falling short offensively. I think he's who he is. I think, I think for a while in the portal, we were looking at a bunch of scores. So we were expecting to get somebody coming in to score a bunch, but He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's and he's more athletic than I thought he was too. I just want to give him that shout out. He's he makes some very athletic plays, but I just defensively, I want to, like Jack said, I want to see more out of Grandison. Let's talk about Blake and, and his his grade. Um, I think you know if you would ask people after four or five games, you know everybody's like A plus, but mm-hmm. I think he's he's kind of like regressing more toward the mean of what he actually is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I just want to reemphasize, he's exceeded expectations, for sure. Um, the ceiling is much more limited for him. I think his shot is going to catch up with him, um, just his form in general. So, mm-hmm. to me, you know, yeah, if you if you got to take him in this way, it, it would have to come from him. because Especially if shoot starts, you know, progressing as well. Yeah, It's got to be an odd man out, and it would, it would be him, and I think that's a good thing for Duke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I know my grade for Jalen is totally based on expectation. Coming into the season, what we thought he might be by that point, and he's exceeded that. And like you're saying, I think it's also fair to say now that he is, now that the expectation has been exceeded and now set for him, now it's time for him to start either sustaining what he's doing or making some things better, which again, talked about with Grandison, same thing with him. I want to see the, the defense be better. He is, he is just, he's a bull out there. He's running around, running into people and stuff. It's I love it because I, I, you do have to have that guy, but I also want to see him make some smarter plays off the ball and on the ball when he's when he's in as a de facto point guard at times. I want to see him make some smarter moves on the ball as well. Yeah, Jack, anything you want to add that we, we didn't with, with regards to uh, Blake's and his his grade? I mean, yeah, like like AC said, this is fully based on expectation. This is a guy that I I said I thought he would average around four points a game and about two assists, and he's averaging four and two right now. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing exactly what I expected him to do, um, but a lot more than you guys did. You guys said it'd be shocking if he played more than ten minutes in a game, and he's played less than ten minutes all of twice this season. Yep. Yeah, he's averaging so, eighteen minutes a game, so he's exceeding exactly. He's he's effort. he's exceeding most people's expectations. Mm-hmm. He is playing incredibly well. I think he has scored in all but three games, and 
in those games, I mean, he wasn't, he was kind of a non-factor against Purdue and I mean, he had a steal against Oregon state. Um, (laughs) His, his perimeter defense really was the thing there. And that's not really something that you can quantify statistically speaking. Uh Iowa, he had no points in nine minutes, but he also had four rebounds and an assist, including a couple of great offensive boards. Yeah, and like he was playing that good wingspan. defense in that game. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you see it. You see flashes of it. It's like yeah. you said, the wingspan. His wingspan is a weapon in itself. To be 6'2 with a 6'10 wingspan, that's a weapon. It, you yeah. just want to see, see him use it smarter because you can see it at times. You can see it happening. Like, yeah, you look at the stat sheet since like since the Bellerman game was like a stretch where he put up like between five and nine points in each mm-hmm. of those first few games. You look at everything after that, and you'd think he's been very disappointing since then. But no, I I wouldn't say that at all. I'd say he's putting more effort in on the defensive end than he is on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. I think, I think he's the one. If Shire does shorten the rotation, that would fall out. That being said, I don't think he does. I think maybe we see Jalen get a few less minutes, but I I think Duke's going to be at nine the whole whole season. I think depth is a strong suit, and the defense the bench brings is a strong suit. We believe that it's not going to be 10 with with Jaden shoot. I think Jaden could work his way in, but I, I'm really not sure. Throughout the season, yeah, like because the ACC season, like we we get yeah, we'll January. see him play a bringing, lot in yeah, conference. I keep bringing play, January like, up because January is yeah. so big because we have so many games and so few he'll days. Play. He'll play yeah. a bunch in January, but yeah, I don't think he'll play a bunch in March. Right, you get to the like if we're talking the like we're in the uh, the Elite Eight game or the Final Four game to get to the title, or even the title game or something. John is going to shorten that rotation to the best players who are playing. You might see nine players step their feet on the floor. But if we're talking significant minutes, there's eight, seven to eight max in those games. Yeah. And I think Grandison and, and Blakes and shoot all get kind of shut out of that unless one of them is just doing something spectacular to that point. But if we need one of them to come into the game to play the defense, to get the shot that we need or whatever else, like you said, TK, I'm looking at Grandison and, and Jack as well. I'm looking at Grandison. I'll also say that, I mean, Shire said after that game against Eastern Shore, Shoot's been the leader on the scout team for the most part mm-hmm. this season, so mm-hmm. he's like he's not getting those practice reps necessarily on the Duke side of things yet. Right. I think next year he's going to be a, a pretty big piece in our rotation. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think this season we're going to see that much because again he's scout team. Yeah, as long as he doesn't transfer, right? <laughs> That's what everybody's telling me, man. He's going to leave. That's a joke. Yeah, this guy just, came in knowing exactly what he's yeah. doing. He knew exactly what yeah. his role was going to be this year. And, and the, the amount of work that Shire does with him. Yeah. And Shire does a lot of individual stuff with him um, in terms of you mm-hmm. know prepping him for what he's going to be. That, to me, yep. just shows what Shire believes that he can be for his career at Duke, not just this season. Absolutely. Also, but, Shire kind of going off that Shire's kind of going back to a little bit of that, like the first five years of this past decade in terms of recruiting, like he's getting some stars, a bunch of got like one and done guys, but he's also, he's getting those four year guys so that the mm-hmm. team isn't completely being rebuilt year in, year out. He's kind of going back to that. Like, yeah. I, I think he's trying to build another 2015 team. If I'm being honest, 
Yeah, yeah. And, and he, that's he's the like, way to win. Absolutely. He's and he's he's one of the few coaches who you can kind of look at as anti portal, not anti portal in that he doesn't believe in it. But like, I, I don't see guys like Jaden shoot leaving John Shire because he's just because of the charisma, like the the connection he makes with people that everybody has talked about with him. The things that are happening in other schools, I don't know that I will see. We'll see. We haven't had an offseason with him yet. We'll, so we'll see. But I, I don't see that coming. I think that's fair. I think it's time for us to to switch to the association. AC. Whew, Can we just look at last again, night? Like, just last night and last. Yeah. Okay. Let me read off some stat lines just from last night. To be clear, today is December twelfth. So let's look at some December eleventh stat lines. We'll start. Grayson Allen, eleven points, five of five at the line, two threes made. Bucks did not win, unfortunately, but Grayson put up his 11. Marvin Bagley, 10 points, 4 rebounds, 5 of 7 from the floor. Mason Plumley, 7 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. <laughs> Left steal and a base, block. baby. <laughs> this was against my Sixers, and unfortunately, um, he got bullied by, by Joel, but... Of course he did. Where'd you, <laughs> Everybody I mean, does. Did you see Joe put up 53? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, shout out to him as a Sixers fan, but... As a Duke fan, shout out to Mace. <laughs> Paul Lobancaro, 20 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, and a block. 2 of 5 but, from 3, 6 of 8 at the line. But somehow Ben Mattern is the rookie of the year right now. Stop it. Yeah, no. Oh, stop it. No. No. Gary Trent, 24 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal. 31 fantasy points. 31.1. <laughs> That's just impressive, putting up fantasy points like that. Yeah, I love I love what Jerry, uh, Gary Trent has done, man. I love he it. He should have been like a first round pick. Honestly, yeah, the league is set up so perfectly for him. Like we talk about, yeah, you know, the inverse of that is when Julio Okafor, like he just came at a bad time, mm-hmm. um, you know, into the league, you know, and Gary Trent, he couldn't have shown up in a better time for yep. his skill set. Exactly. Yeah. This guy is prototypical three and D player, and he's young enough that the Raptors are going to keep him in their plans long term. Uh, now let's look. AJ Griffin, the uh, the steal of the draft as of right now. My God, youngest player in the draft, best shooter. I don't know how he fell out the lottery. I was so mad when that happened. Uh, Seventeen points last night, two rebounds, two assists, and a block. And Jalen Johnson hit him on a lob <laughs> at the buzzer for a game winner. And what an unlikely statement! <laughs> the third Jalen Johnson reference of the season's podcast. Overcast. Crushed the over. The over cash last time. It was one yeah. and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Crushed the over. AJ <laughs> Griffin, yeah, he took a lot of threes and only two of them went in, but he hit he hit a shot when it mattered. It was a game mm-hmm. winner, a buzzer beater, it was absolutely insane. And yeah. And he's supposed to take the threes. Like that's that's what he's supposed to do. I, mean, I, I love seeing him being assertive in his shot. Exactly. Like he he's not like I thought he I thought maybe he'd be a passive player and and kind of just defer to everybody, kind of like he did a little bit with Duke. But no, they're making him shoot. Yeah, which yeah. is good. And yep. again, I think this is the guy. This is the guy who is perfect for the team he's on. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think no, he, he got with a perfect team. That's I, I really. Right. I I said this on draft day. I think that AJ Griffin is going to be the number two guy on that Hawks team. And uh, I don't like Trey Young at all. Just so we're clear, I think he. I think Trey Young is a worse version of J.J. Redick and that if J.J. 
had a little bit better of a handle and play and was Trey Young's age, he would be averaging 35 a game. Get him, Jack. That's something we could actually discuss at some point. Get him, Jack. I think Trey Young is a terrible defender and just. No, you don't want a title with a player like Trey Young. You might get to a I don't think, championship or a championship with him because of his ability, but you don't win a title with somebody yeah, like him. You can't. You can't. I agree. I think he's too easy to exploit mm-hmm. on the defensive end. But I think AJ Griffin is the second best player on the Hawks and only second best because he's not the first option in a couple of years. Yeah. I think John Collins, Clint Capella, DeAndre Hunter, nah. Mm-mm, no, no, no. no. AJ, it's it's going to be the Trey. Yeah. Unfortunately, and AJ show in Atlanta. Yeah. And but uh, he's, he's balling, man. He's balling. Like he you said, steal the draft. He's hooping. Now, uh, going going a little bit north of Atlanta to uh, to your squad, AC, to the New York Knicks. First and foremost, free cam. Uh, the guy is a killer when he plays over 20 minutes, and when he plays less than 20 <laughs> minutes, he is one of the worst players in the league. So I give wish. this man some play time, please. But I wish. RJ. Let's look at RJ. Last Ball night, 27 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. He stuffed that stat sheet. Yes, sir. That's what he does, man. RJ's a beast, I know. man. But, He's a beast. You know, but he missed you know, some goals against Michigan State, so Duke fans don't like him. Whatever. Okay, yeah. If, if that's the reason you don't like R.J. Barrett, you're not a Duke fan. That's the you're reason I always hear when I bring it up. Then why do you not like Jay Williams? Or why do you right. like Jay Williams? Exactly. Why do you like Jay Williams if you don't like R.J. Barrett? Dunleavy, all of them, missing three free throws. Like, yeah. It's Come more on. than that, y'all. It's more than that. He's a beast, man. Zion, you guys all been waiting for it. 35 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal. Shot 14 of 21 in an overtime win against the Suns. A regulation win against the Suns a few days earlier. He uh, slammed it down with 2 seconds left in an already decided game, which I thought, <laughs> A, it was hilarious because I don't really like the Suns. And B, it's at home. Give the fans what they paid to see. Let Z cook. He had 35 in that game because of that dunk shot, 76% from the field with four assists, seven boards, nine of 12 at the line. Like 29 and 10 the game before that, 25, six, and four assists before that. 30 points, 15 rebounds, eight assists back on December 2nd. Oh, and uh, that reminds me, guys. Zion, yeah, he's in the MVP conversation because he's Zion Williamson. Let's talk about the current MVP frontrunner averaging 30 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, and a block. Jason Tatum, who... Mm. I mean, he put up 18 his last game. I was watching that game. That was an ugly performance, but I, w- I was not watching that game because for some reason uh, the JB Duke where I stayed when I was in Durham didn't have it on TV. Mm. No, that... It- this in TK, I know you, I, we, this is something we always talk about after we saw him at CTC. It was like the sh- some of the shots he hits. I know, I know he had an off night shooting or whatever. But some of the shots that dude hits, it's insane. It no sense. He makes it look like you're supposed to be able to do that. I, exactly. I don't get it. Now let's go back a little bit, like oh, more than a little bit. Let's go back a few weeks to November 30th, where Jason hit eight threes on 12 attempts. He made 15 of 25 shots. Had two steals, three assists, 11 rebounds, and uh, casual 49 points. 49 Jason points. Tatum. MVP, Jason Tatum. Yeah, tell me, like, he's put up 30 many times. He's put up 37, 43, 49, 39, 
like just looking through his box scores this season, like he put up 40 in the second game of the season. You knew it was a special point for him this year from that. Tyus also, Tyus and Trey both cooked recently. Excuse mm-hmm. me, recently. On the 5th, so a week ago, Tyus put up 28 points, 5 rebounds, and 10 assists, starting in place of Ja. And uh, I'm pretty sure that same night, Trey. What did Trey Something like he had 25. I'm pretty sure Trey had 25 that same yeah. night. Spoiling it. Spoiling it. No, a few days later on the 8th, he had 26, 3 okay. rebounds, 5 assists. Trey's pretty consistently, he's had a 23, a 19, a 15. Trey's cooking now that they've given him the keys mm-hmm. and decided this is our point guard. It's definitely affected his defense. Defensively, he's not what you typically expect out of Trey Jones, but offensively, he's starting to find his groove there, so now he's got to be able to balance him out. I mean, also, shout out Jack White, who on December 4th scored his first NBA bucket in garbage time after Jose Alvarado put up that 38 piece, which... Why is he in the league? <laughs> so he can yell on the sideline when Zion dunks, man. He's there for he's a cheerleader. He's not, though. He's a legit rotational piece. Good for <laughs> him. But I was so happy to be done with him when he declared for the draft. <laughs> nope. No such luck, bro. <laughs> Ugh. Um, see that the two teams leading their respective conferences are led by Duke players. Oh, yeah. yeah. We need to talk. Like, also, you know, B.I., and and Zion, obviously. Zion in MVP conversation. Tatum in the MVP conversation. Paulo's the rookie of the year. Like Tyus Jones is the best backup PG in the league. Uh-huh. Gary Trench is one of the like prototypical role players in this league. He's gonna be a front runner for sixth man of the year. I think he should be. I think Russ is gonna win it, but like, I think Gary this is should. it's just I know we've said it before and it, it brings a soft tear to my eye to be able to say and hear all this this Duke loveliness because in the 2000s, man, we were out here fighting for our lives. I did trying, <laughs> trying to, to pick out when some I good was, things that were happening, bro. When I was young, when I was young, I didn't really follow the league. I didn't really start following good. the NBA until Ja got you're, drafted you're by lucky. the Sixers. <laughs> we had the, the we had the claim Kobe Bryant saying that he would have gone to Duke right, for us right. to have. <laughs> injured and he would have been you know the next MJ so we'll give a shout out to those Clippers teams man when they had McGetty and Elton brand mm-hmm. Sixers GM <laughs> don't forget also Trajan Langdon the GM of the one seed in the West yeah uh, 100% that's my guy Duke everywhere bro Elton brand GM of the Sixers who mm-hmm. are in the East yeah they're just in the East. I don't have anything good to say about them. Right now. <laughs> um, the Celtics are owned by the father of uh, mm-hmm. Nick and Joe, or yeah, Nick and Joe Pagliuca. Yeah, not nah, dude, dude, brotherhood everywhere, man. They're like for those saying the brotherhood is not real, like come on, open your eyes, bro. You're you're trying not to see it. Come on, you don't. It's you don't too want, easy. If you don't want to see it, you don't want to see it, and I'm not going to try to force it. Just turn on the association, <laughs> watching. Just superstar. Oh, also, yeah, Adam Silver. <laughs> Come on, and Adam Silver. We need to get Jack. Jack, we need to get Jack a job on NBA TV, man. real quick that good Kyrie Irving is. is I hope I didn't jinx it, but good Kyrie Irving is currently there right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean uh, literally, currently, 
He has 20 of the Nets 44 points as of right now. The game that's on right now? Yeah, and there's six minutes left in the second quarter. Oof. He's cooking. He's so good at basketball, man. <laughs> when he keeps his mouth shut, it's it's just a pleasure to watch. He's yeah. so good at basketball. He he is good at basketball, AC. That's a great observation. Um, he is very good at basketball. Um, <laughs> that's, that's about that's about that's, all I can say about Kai. Useless, man. I just I, I don't have, have any put, other words. Let me ask you a question. If you had to put a starting five of Duke players right now, who would your starting five be? I would that. go. I go with Tyus at the one because you need a guy who can run the floor like that, especially if you have a bunch of stars around him. Hot take, but I, I really don't think you need a superstar at every position because then you're not going to get enough shots up. <laughs> if you want to talk best, then it's Kyrie. Right. Um, That'd be my one. My one would be Kyrie. I mean, yeah. Realistically, yeah, it's Kyrie, but I think if you want to build a team that actually plays like a team, put Tyus there. Get him, Jack. That's just me. <laughs> I like Kyrie's game. I think it's best suited at the two. Mm-hmm. Next bar um, spot, who you got? I actually probably would put Kai at the two. Kai at the two. Kai at the two, and then have Gary back him up. I'm going. Uh, I'm going uh, Tatum at the two. I, I was going to put him at the three. I'm putting Ingram there. Let's put. B. Give me Ingram and give give me Bi and and Tatum in the game together. I want I want those two. Uh, I mean Z Z's at the four. That's not a question. No comment. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> no comment. And then backing him up's got to be P five. Backing honestly. him up. I'm putting Paulo at the five for the start. No love for the Plum Dog Millionaire. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> he can. I mean, Neil Carter. Wendell's off the bench for sure. Hell, he's been balling. He's balling, man, and like, he's playing well together with Paulo too. Those exactly. him and Franz Wagner, those guys are they like they are tanking for sure. But they have if they can keep that nucleus together, that's a that's a nice big three right there to have for the big men. Hey, and Bo Bo, yeah, Bo Bo, dude. <laughs> so, like yeah. he's playing like a dude, Oregon. Yeah, it's fun to watch. But no, I, I put Wendell at the five. I wish they would I win. Put, I put Mace back in him up. I want the Magic to win some games, man. Well, the Magic have to not have Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony as their backcourt. Yeah, you can't put those two in together. And then, like, Markel also, as much as I love the guy, is... They have such a good oh, young nucleus, man. They gotta develop, and they gotta not have Cole Anthony. Yeah, I think you're right. Honestly, I think you're right. <laughs> another Look, another UNC burned it. I love it, man. Keep burning them. Um. Yeah, but then you know my my second unit is probably Trey, Gary, <clears throat> Bi, Paulo, and uh, Mace. That team could start somewhere too. Start on, that team starts. Well, no, I got Bi backing up Jason. See, I, I would have Kyrie, Bi, Zion, Tatum, and Mace. Plum dog. I'm I'm still putting Paul in my top in my five. He'll he'll sort the rest of this shit out. I mean, just looking at the guys that we have out, like guys we didn't even include, like Seth Curry, right? Austin. I mean, he isn't really playing much anymore, but he's there. Um, Justice, RJ. True, we just ignored RJ. I don't shit. know how the hell we did that. <laughs> um, Luke. Yeah. Cam, yeah. Cam, Bagley, all of them, man. Cam, like, yeah. MB. We got some Grayson, dudes up there, man. 
It is nice. It is just, it is very nice. Oh, we forgot the goat Big Vern. I think Jordan has forgotten the goat Big Vern, too. Yeah, I mean, he traded him to Washington last year, yeah. so. <laughs> that's true. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot he was with the Wizards, though. And most importantly, forgot. most importantly, we forgot Jack White. He might be my starting five. I love five. Jack White. <laughs> Jack White in the starting five? I mean, He's going to miss some threes for you. Yeah, give me, give me a couple. Uh, my man had a crazy poster dunk uh, the other did. day. Yeah, Chicago. I did see that. I saw it. He did. Which is crazy. Also, spill, but that was nasty. Also, just looking around a few other uh, few other guys that I, I've noticed are playing professionally. Shout out Jay Gold, who's playing for the Austin Spurs. <laughs> uh, DJ Stewart and Alex O'Connell over on the Stockton Kings. Mm-hmm. Marquise Bolden, I think, is playing for the Stars, the Salt Lake City Stars. Um, QC, I don't know where he is because I China right now. I saw that he signed a contract with a team in China, but I also saw he played in a G League game like last week. So did he? I have no idea where he's playing. The most recent one I saw was China. Yeah, same. But also didn't. Also, again, saw him on a box score. Yeah, stateside last week. So I don't know. And something with your, I don't know, it's all confusing. But QC is definitely still hooping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Theo John on the Capital City Go-Go. Yes, sir. Um, who else? AO, I said. There was one more guy. Oh, Ja. Big Ja's on the Mexico City Capitanes. <laughs> He's putting up like 25 and 11 a game. He should be. He should be at the other level, the highest be. level, but Jaws killing it, and I, I think that man deserves to be back in the league. I love Big Jaw so much. Shouts to Big Jaw. Facts. Shout, shouts to Jaw. There's a few oh, other guys here there that are playing like in Europe. We got, Jay, we got DK. <laughs> I think it's time to move on, guys. It is time to move on. <laughs> Tangent aside, let's go. Let's go, Devils. League Devils killing, and Duke runs the league. Yeah, we got like 28 guys. Too many. We've got to move on. Um, all right, so college hoops. Purdue, number one. UNC, Mike and any of those. Miami, Virginia Tech, join uh, Duke and UVA from the ACC. Just a wild year. Houston lost. Uh, UConn is in the top three. I mean, it's just a wild, wild year overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know what the hell is going on down there in Texas. Cool, we're not going to touch on that one. Uh, Tennessee playing well. Like, you know, just everybody is there playing interesting ball because as soon as you get a, a, a big win, you lose. I don't know yeah. what the hell is Illinois. happening. Look at Illinois. Yeah, Dude. Illinois, same thing. Yeah, they it, it, they got walked by Penn State the after beating the number two team in the country. What's that? They got whooped by Penn State right after beating yeah. the number two team in the country. Yep. I mean, it's 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 a mix of the portal, it's a mix of uh, a down recruiting year, yeah, all all of the above. It's just it's the perfect. It's it, it's very much like that nineteen twenty season, and even that season you had Kansas as the number one throughout the entire season because their conference always stinks. But it, this year it's just more it's just more balanced, man, and it's it's been really fun to watch. The matchups in the tournament are going to be amazing. Uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun right now. Uh, San Diego State was number one for part of that year. Uh, that's right. They were. That's right. Because they were undefeated Briefly. until yeah. like 
late February. I think Kansas lost to like Oklahoma or something like that, and they jumped in. I was yeah. It was the top three that year. Basically, the whole year starting in January was Kansas, San Diego State, and Dayton. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga, who lost two games that year, was four basically the whole way. Yep, that's crazy. And we're we're kind of approaching that now. There is no top team. Mm-mm. Purdue, Vir- like Virginia, who I still think once they like play Duke or even ACC Carolina teams have them Miami, figured out. I think ACC Tech, schedule you'll see closer games with them. I think they're going to fall out of the top ten. Mm-hmm. But you know Tony Bennett, so they're not going <laughs> to they're not going to fall out of the top fifteen. College ball is going crazy. Like again, I'm going to. Again, give my props to Zach Eady because the team has been built around him despite Jaden Ivey being there last year, mm-hmm. which I don't, I just don't understand. So that's just, that's oil and, oil that's and just, vinegar, man, or oil and water, man. They just, that's just painter. Um, but shout out, shout out to Zach Eady for putting the work in, realizing a team built around him requires him to be a little better. Mm-hmm. And look at where they are now. This is the second time in school history they're number one. Hopefully he's a, true, he's a true difference maker, man. He's a monster. He like, you, I, we saw it. We saw it first. <laughs> I mean, I, as much as I dislike Matt Painter, I like Purdue's team this year. Mm-hmm. And I really, I think, I think that they'll go as far as he takes them. Mm-hmm. As Edie takes them. And uh, I, I hope, I truly hope that their, their number one ranking ends better than it did last year when they were number one for the first time ever. If you'll recall that Ron Harper Jr. half court buzzer beater. <laughs> Not college ball, crazy though. AC, your uh, San Diego State Aztecs are not even ranked, bro. Don't worry about it. They're, they've fallen out of the ranking. That's fine. When it comes to March, they're going to be so dangerous. I'm telling you right now. The, look, the hot take, it was a hot take, by the way. The hot take was that they're going to make the Final Four. <laughs> All right. Let's just clarify. I mean, my hot take was Houston, which doesn't even look like such a hot take anymore. It's going to be the best team in the country. I mean, even though they lost, I don't even know if they are, man. I don't know if there is a best team. They have some serious problems offensively. There isn't a best team. Also, yeah, like Houston, yeah, they they finally played a team that's in the top. Isn't that's either Q one or Q two, and they lost, but. Mm -hmm. They're still a, a solid team, and that defense, like, I said a few weeks ago that Samson finally had an offense working, and he clearly doesn't, but right. if that ends up becoming the case, that he does have an offense working. Oh, yeah, then they're going to be completely Then they're going to be the best team in the country, no question, but yeah. I, until I then, still gonna there is no though. team. Yeah. Exactly. There is like, no team. Zach Eby is kind of like the hands-down favorite right now for a player of the year. He's got to be. I mean, she I, was I not even in the conversation I anymore. is going to be up there, too. Thought that. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, look at look at where Purdue is and how they've done this season, and then look at how Gonzaga and Kentucky have done this season. Right. Like Kentucky statistically, look at Ken Palm, they're top ten, but they're like they're thirteen. They're behind Duke right now. They were as low as eighteen. Mm-hmm. She was not a- putting up these absurd numbers anymore for some weird reason. Well, he, he, yeah. Yeah. He's but he's still gonna be up there. Timmy's still gonna be up there, and Edie's gonna, like it's gonna be those three all season. 
I, I don't know that cut. it certainly won't. Empty stats. I'm just going through an entire podcast about that. Um, I right, need the sound effect. That's true. Where was the sound effect, AC, that you're supposed to be on now? Uh, hey, I played it. Let's play it. Oh, no. All right, so, <laughs> so college basketball, wild year, obviously. Um, so we're off for 10 days, AC, before mm-hmm. we play your Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Um, on the on the twentieth. So, what are we uh, expecting from from Wake? I can't really figure them out. I thought that they were trending and then they take a step back. I don't know. They're always going to play well at the Joel um, mm-hmm. in front of Tie Dye Nation. Uh, they're still <laughs> they're still rocking the Tie Dye. That, that's crazy to me. But um, do you? So, I mean, yeah. what do you expect? I mean, after a long break, how do we how do we come out? It's gonna be a battle. This game's gonna be a battle. I think. Like number one, that pl- them playing at Lawrence Joel is that is a key factor. We are that's that's going to be something that is just going to be a part of it. So we're not we're not going to blow Wake Forest out at Wake Forest. They're a good enough team, number one, to not get blown out by us, and they're gonna be at home. So it, this is gonna be a battle. This is this is a game early. Like when we talked about preseason losses and stuff, I kind of had this one kind of penciled as a could be a loss with in the right situation. It just depends on what we do, man. We're still not a great shooting team on the road. That's going to affect us this game. So how can we slow down what they like to do? Because they like they play that perimeter game. They do have Matt Marsh down low, that big seven footer. So he's we get to face yet another seven footer. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, hopefully we our bigs can stay out of foul trouble because that is going to be our advantage once again. Most most games this season, you can say that our advantage is going to be our interior, but the size that we have. So. What can we do? Can we get on the break a little bit? Because this is a team that Wake scores about 77 a game. They're going to score on us. So we got to be able to create some shots, too. So we're going to have to play a little faster than we're accustomed to. And, and Wake is a good defensive team. They've held teams to, to some inefficient shooting. I think 33 from, from three and I think 42% from the two. So they're, they're doing a good job limiting the shots that you get and limiting the good shots that you get. Steve Forbes has been a really good coach with that. So it's going to be a good matchup, man. It's going to be a battle. Yeah, we have prediction for us. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do this, man. I don't, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do what you <sighs> feel right. Wake, wake, seventy-five, Duke, seventy-one. Boo! <laughs> Wait a minute. Didn't TK predict a loss? He didn't get booed. Yeah, because TK always right. does it because he's always wrong. <laughs> well, I was actually right there, and I have the best <laughs> record of the three of us here. So let's see everybody. Because I always pick Duke to win because I'm an optimist. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I'm the realist here. That's what I, what I got to do. I got to keep you guys in check. <laughs> um, but I, I like I like the score just in reverse. I got Duke seventy six, Wake four seventy two. I I mean I think this is an interesting one. Appleby is uh, is older than me, and I have a college degree. <laughs> he's their leading scorer and assist man if Roach mm-hmm. and or Proctor and or Blakes can contain him. I think Duke's sitting pretty. That's a big Marsh if. Played. It is a big if, but Duke has good defense. Also, mm-hmm. Marsh, yeah, big dude. Plays 15 minutes a game. Duke has three guys they can throw at him. Mm-hmm. The foul trouble won't be an issue because of that. I just Dukes. worry about the switches. Is where I worry about the foul trouble. Oh. I don't because Forbes is gonna. He's going to switch our bigs on the perimeter. Oh, he always it's, does. But it's a given. Eh. Eh. Seventy nine. Wake seventy one. Get him, Jack. Seventy nine. Seventy one. I like it. I like it. We can. We got ten days off. So if you want to hit up some Applebee's, get that Bourbon Street steak. 
Ah, uh, the Oreo shake. You know what I'm talking about, AC. Yes, sir. <laughs> get yours. Holiday, bruh. Get yours. You want to get a little cocktail at Applebee's, go there in happy hour? You're going to be sponsored. Real quick, we cannot, we cannot right let here. this show go. Hold on. We can't let this show go without big shouts to our boy TK for getting engaged this week. Yes, sir. Congratulations. All right. Let's end this segment here. Uh, Shout out TK. Congratulations, man. You deserve it. (laughs) Yes, sir. You deserve the congratulations. I appreciate it. You know where I'll be then. We'll be at Applebee's on a date. Nice. Let's go, Duke. Let's go, Duke. Let's go, Duke. Hey, guys. Thanks for checking out the Five Point Play podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on Twitter and on Instagram. Five Point Play Podcast. Let's go, Duke.